Hello, Top Fan Rivalry followers. It's Bill from Top Fan Rivalry, and happy Wednesday to you, where, as our buddy Vince Scully would say, wherever you may be. It is the 5th of July. It's the day after the 4th. I hope you enjoyed the podcast with Father and Sons talking about the Americana and the 4th of July. And I hope most of you that are going back to work today remember who you are. Um, and hopefully you don't have too much of a headache, but we won't talk about that anymore, any longer. I got Dave in the house, a.k.a. Mayflower Dave, a.k.a. Knowledge of All Knowledge. I got Jason Beck, a.k.a. Bourbon and Baseball, a.k.a. the cousin of Adam Dunn, who has the Legion of Dunn facts here for you. Let's get started, fellas. It's numbers 56 through 60 today. Dave, what you got going on to start out with number 56? Oh God, it's too loud. And oh man, I'm I'm not hungover. I swear everything's just so loud. <laughs> I drink enough? No, I didn't. All right, cool. We're just gonna throw that over there. Um, number 56. <laughs> These are challenging numbers to say. Preach, brother, preach. You just see the blip on the radar. <laughs> you see a blip on the radar of like, oh bam and bam. Oh, okay, cool. Whip the whip the do why would I care? But we're gonna go number 56. We're going to go with the man who I hope makes the Hall of Fame one day. And that man is Mark Burley. Mark Burley threw a perfect game. He threw a no-hitter. And he was known for making baseball games go by so quick that you it seems like he left a, a pork roast on the oven or something. Like, he knew how to go, and he just would not stop for anything. Five-time all All-Star, White Sox, who won the World Series, which most people forget happened by the way um mark burley just knew how to control the game he would go at his own pace and pitch clock now be darned um he started a whole lot of games he finished a whole lot of games but he also had a really good stretch where from 2009 to 2012 was one of the best pitchers in all of baseball uh, my pick would go to mark burley i like that pick i like that pick what do you think jason Oh. Um, I, you know, at this point in our, in the depth of our uh, number scheme here, we're getting to some challenging numbers for sure. And um, in looking and researching and doing my due diligence and trying to deepen, you know, go down the rabbit hole for this, I really kind of uh, struggled to find somebody that could even compare to uh, Mark Burley and what he kind of brought to the game. And I absolutely have to, agree uh, with the the choice here. And it's interesting because, you know, he's more of a finesse guy, kind of an off-speed guy, considering how fast he worked. Uh, you know, once he got that ball, he was he was getting his sign and he was going. But he didn't really blow you away with their hard stuff. He didn't really uh, – you can't really say he was a fly ball pitcher. He, was, he mixed it up super, really well. And I think that that was really kind of the key to his success is you really never knew what was going to come from him. You know, he wasn't going to buy a ball. He was going to get his share of ground balls and he was going to just fill the zone. So there's really nobody else besides uh, Mark Burley that would fit that role. You know, I was going to actually mix it up a little bit because I knew Mark Burley would come out. <laughs> I'm going to agree with you, fellas, and say Mark Burley. I almost said J.P. Howe, um, who was a starter to begin his career. 
ended up becoming kind of a save specialist, played for the Dodgers, the Devil Rays, a couple other teams. But Mark Burley has 214 wins. Um, and and arguably, as, as right. Dave has mentioned, not only 214 wins, but a career ERA of 3.81. Um, obviously, he had, um, you know, a no-no. He played 16 seasons, the majority of it with the White Sox. He needs to be in the hall. But Mark Burley's my guy. So nice call. Nice yep. call indeed. Yep. Yep. Um, okay. Uh Jason, who do you got for number 57? And and again, we're getting into some some lean numbers here. Very, very six, and we jump into 57. Um, you know, you, you think of the the big heavy hitters on the mound, the, the horses, the guys that are just the real grinders for for the teams and uh, in kind of doing my due research for this, it was interesting because I came up with four-time All-Star, uh, two-time Cy Young Award winner in the American League and uh, 2006 pitcher Triple Crown Award winner, uh, Johan Santana. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, you know, through his pitching career, um, you know, he was kind of always the underachiever. He was, he was under the radar as a, as a prospect, he um, worked really kind of where he really started to thrive. He wasn't a successful right off the bat, and it took him a long time to really kind of develop into the the success that that he was. I mean, he led the uh, majors, not just the American League, not the National League, in wins in 06. And um, led led uh, baseball in ERA three times, so I think that he's a worthy recipient of the honor of wearing fifty seven. Like that, I like that. Um, what you what do you say, Dave? Leave that to you. Guys. There you go. I like it, Dave. What do you think, Bill? You may know who this person is. Um, well, he he did play another number very well. He started with number 57, played for your Dodgers, five-time All-Star, the Silver Slugger, and one of the three World Series MVPs in 1981, Pedro Guerrero. Looking wow. at his... Nice. Yeah, going deep here. Going deep here with me. You're going deep water. Yeah. When you look at his stats, as I'm looking at them right now, this man was criminally underrated. I mean... There are three good seasons in mind that I see, but, you know, 1985, when he went 320 and 422 with 33 homers and 87 ribbies, like, come on, for a contact hitter and also to a lesser extent a power hitter, but also a really good fielder. So I like Pete. That era where it's just, hey, Joe. So I like Pete Guerrero. I really do, and I really liked – I mean, he had the best afro of his day. Let's not let's not joke around about that. No, um, he no, had Oscar best. Gamble. Oscar Gamble. Do not change my mind on that. Okay. He also had the best bat flip to uh, uh, to throw at a pitcher when you throw at him. Um, he knew how to throw the bat back at a pitcher. Uh-huh. Uh, watch out, David Cohn. Um, so I like Pete Guerrero. He did wear number twenty eight. Uh, when he finally kind of kicked it up into high gear, but I'm gonna I'm gonna change your mind on this, fellas. I like what you're saying about Johan Santana. He was my honorable mention. You guys ready for this one? 
You guys ready for this one? Oh, I'm I, 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 I know where you're going with this right now. You know. You know where I'm going to go? Uh, is it a I Dodger? It's not. It's actually oh. not a Dodger. I don't know who it is. Tell me. Um, this guy helped a team win a World Series. Without him, the Anaheim Angels would have never won their World Series. Relief pitcher extraordinaire Francisco Rodriguez. The kid breaks out in two. Hey, oh. um, I mean, he was phenomenal in 2002. But remember, in 2005, he has 45 saves. In 2006, he has 47 saves. In 2008, he has 62 saves. 62 saves. Wow. He threw 68.1 innings that season. Um, wow. He, he just His ERA that season was 2.24. Um, I mean, it, it's Amazing. incredible what he did. So, I mean, he, he ended wow. up having 437, yeah, 437 saves in his entire career. He got himself in a little bit of trouble, so we probably won't see him going to the Hall of Fame. But, guys, Jason Beck, you tell me. Now, Dave, you're a little, might be a little younger on this side for this, but yeah. Jason, you tell me, without Rodriguez, do the Angels win that World Series? I no, no chance. No chance, because Percival wasn't the closer. They needed to just kind of reverse those roles, and Percy became the setup guy, and then brought you know J Rod brought the heat, and uh, you know he was young and enthusiastic, full of enthusiasm, and he was bringing just raw power out there, man, and it, it was fantastic. Although. Percival was on the mound when they finished and they won it all. And it was still angel dramatic because he was a longtime angel kid uh, out of UCR. Um, yeah. They don't win. Yeah. No, I, I had to go that direction, fellas. I just had to. And that, Dave, that was a really good pick though. I'll be completely honest. Was that Dave, expected? You, you ought to go back. You ought to get the uh, look at the MLB every year. They do the, the World Series highlight things. Go yeah. back and look at the 2002 Angels and watch when that kid came in because he came in late in the season mm -hmm. and everybody didn't have game film on him. And granted, this is 20 some odd years ago. So not everybody had, they didn't have tablets in the dugouts. They, yeah. their scouting reports are a little different. Go back and watch when he comes in and just shuts the Giants down. Period. Shut the Twins down. Check it out. Good times. All right, Dave, what you got for number 58? That was good. If you go anywhere uh, but the place I think you're going to go, I'm not calling you a real Phillies fan, but go ahead, Dave. You tell me number 58. Oh, golly gee. Thanks, Bill, for that lovely toss over. Um, <laughs> oh, man, it's, again, as we said at the beginning, these are challenging numbers. Um, and looking at 58, there's only one name that comes to mind. And I hate him as a Phillies pitcher. I really do. Yeah. I really where he belonged. I have to go with Jonathan Papelbon. I hate myself for just saying that, and my soul just died a little bit. Holy cow. I mean, if you look at his numbers, yeah, they're <laughs> impressive. Um, you know, like 368 saves, which is probably top 15 or 20 of all time. All right, whoop de doo. Yay. Um, he was really that person in Boston to shut the door and making 2007 possible. 
you know, Sar also kind of sort of does help, but you know, no outside of Philly and outside of Washington, when he kind of sort of choked out Bryce Harper, um, not the best of starts to the start of your team and everything. Um, I mean, for dominant relief pitchers at that time, there was no person that you would rather call on than Jonathan Papelbon, in my opinion. You all can fight me on it. I, unfortunately, with all the begrudgingness of my heart, have Papelbon. Okay. I like that. I like that. I'm doing some numbers as you're talking. So, so Dave, what you got for number 58? I mean, I'm sorry, Jason, what you got for number 58? Yeah, let's just say what? Um, I... I don't I don't loathe the gentleman quite as much as um, throwback <laughs> Dave there, but I do have to the the mold for that the number as as far as anybody that I can remember playing during you know uh, in my time I don't remember anybody even when I was growing up wearing fifty eight to be perfectly honest but did you know that he got his first win after throwing, I think, five and a third as a starter when he first came up in, uh, let's see, he was oh three or something like that. But pretty impressive. Let's see what is it said here. His majors oh five against the Twins. He went five and a third inning, striking out seven to win the game for three. He did not receive a decision. That was just his debut. My apologies for that. But just like Mariano came out as a starter. And then after that first game, he ended up in the pen. Wow. So, so Dave, I'm going to jump on the Jason bandwagon here and kind of go at you. I know that you don't, I know that you don't love him. Okay. But let me buy the numbers because baseball is about numbers. I have a soul anyway. Just take it. Jonathan, take my Jonathan soul. Papelbon. Just take it. Take it. Jonathan Papelbon is 16 and 13 <sighs> as a Philly over three and a half seasons. His mm-hmm. ERA is 2.24 combined point. as a Philly. Okay. He has 123 saves as a Philly. Yeah. And he actually got tossed into a dugout by an umpire as a Philly. Yes. Like, do you need anything? I mean, right there. I mean, it, just that alone is a statistic. Now, mm-hmm. was Jonathan Papelbon the nice, sweet guy that you want to bring home to mom and say, no. hey, this is my, my boyfriend? No, he's not. No. Um, but did he get the job done in Philly? Did he get the job done in Boston? Yes. Uh, yes. You know, towards the end of his career, was he a little bit of a hothead? Yes. <laughs> little? But I was defensive of JP here, right? When you're playing that sport, and all three of us on here have played baseball at some level, when you're knee high to a grasshopper and your arm is a lightning bolt and everybody's telling you you're going to play professional baseball, when your physical body just can't keep up with your mental capacity anymore and it's time to consider shutting it down, that's something that they don't train you how to do. Ask Roger Clemens. How many times did Roger Clemens retire and then come back as an Astro or or whoever, right? It just, yeah. so I'm going to give JP a little credit here. I'm going to say, listen, big fella, yes, he was exciting and excitable at the end of his career, but 123 saves, Dave, you you can't stop that. in a 2.24 average of an ERA, you, you can't disregard that. So is what yeah. it is, right? 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, and Papelbon is the all-time leader in saves for the Phillies. I'll be completely honest there. So he does have some history, which is like, yay. But back to but yeah. <laughs> yeah. you're four. Yeah. You're four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's move feel, on to 59 before I lose more of my <laughs> Jason, I feel like Chris Tucker in Rush Hour 2. Boo! Boo! You're destroying the classic! Boo! <laughs> I feel like we're at that little bar with Jackie Chan. Oh, remember that. This is fun. Oh, my gosh. I remember that. I love Pretty it fun. here. It's yeah. next pretty quick, man. It shouldn't take too long to breeze through these, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, so, Jason... Jason, what you got for number 50, uh, 59 of all yeah, people? 59er, man. That's I I really went down that rabbit hole trying to do my re, my due diligence and research. You know, did, I thought, oh man, maybe, maybe uh Newcomb wore 59 at some point in spring training. No, it wasn't him. Or ah, maybe Dar- Drysdale wore something be- besides, you know, 59 before his 53. No. And so I just kind of thought, and I, as I was kind of researching, I thought about the only dude that could have played the outlaw on Raisin, Arizona. And it has to be the Detroit Tigers reliever extraordinaire, question mark, Todd Jones. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's what got and that's where we're going with this, man. Just look, really? if you haven't seen Raisin Arizona. Look at the the outlaw in Raisin Arizona, and that's a picture of Todd Jones, the the former reliever, as I said, extraordinaire of the Detroit Tigers. And we'll just leave it at that. I don't even know if he has any records or impressive numbers to share or anything like that. But he did have a pretty nice mustache. I, I give him credit for that. That's about I- it. I just I just sent it to the to the little chat in the meeting option. I'm like <laughs> his mustache is amazing. Oh my gosh. Holy cow. It's not unusual to be loved by anyone. <laughs> oh wait, that's Tom Jones. Never mind. My bad. <laughs> not unusual. See, everybody that's listening to us, we're sitting here thinking we're gonna breeze through this. And all of a sudden, picking on Mayflower Dave, all of a sudden, bringing out Tom Jones, it doesn't get any better, right? I mean, come on. Welcome to Wednesday morning. I swear, I haven't had too much. I swear. Um, Again, there's no discussion. Todd Jones, no discussion. I mean, come on. I feel like if if Todd Jones is on the mound, he gives me that. There. You know what? Here, take my things. I'm leaving. Yep. It's a list of one. That's all yeah. we have. Essentially. Really? Well, well, wait a second. Wait a second, fellas. I'm gonna surprise you here. Are you ready? Oh, I'm just doing oh. I'm just doing a little bit of uh, statistical information here. Uh-oh. And I'm coming up with a guy who, let's see here, had 61 wins in his career for this one team. Oops, my bad. Wait a second. Wait a second. I calculated that wrong. Um, no, yep, I did calculate it right. 61 oh, wins. For this team. Pitches for the Dodgers. Ishmael Valdez. Oh, now, he pitched 94 to oh, 2005. Man, right? I think. Wow. In 1996, he went 15 and 7. With the Dodgers, he did have 
four years with the Dodgers that he had double-digit wins, 13, 15, 10, and 11, which doesn't sound like a lot. But for those of you Dodger fans, you got to understand, those are pretty bad teams back then. 95, 96, 97, 98 were pretty bad Dodger teams. 99, pretty bad Dodger teams. But when Ishmael Valdez came on the bump, he at least gave you a fighting shot to win. Jason Beck, convince me I'm wrong. Um, I would agree. I would definitely agree with you on that. And I think it would be really interesting if we could get Ismael Valdez and Todd Jones in an arm wrestling match to really determine who's the baddest of the bad. Can we please play the it's not unusual to be loved by anyone? But just be those two guys. Yep. Can we just <laughs> can we just play it in the background? It's not unusual as they're arm wrestling. Yeah, oh, I mean, man. that would really give him bragging rights. I mean, you know. Yeah, man. Todd Jones's mustache looks like 80s porn star, by the way. <laughs> well, how do we know Todd Jones is his real name? Who knows, man? Yes. Who knows, man? It might be Adam Dunn. Who knows? Uh, hey, don't is. bring up my Lord and Savior like that. Don't do that. How dare you? There you go. All right. Uh, Dave, who are you going to round us off with for number 60? I'm not sure if this is a um, this is a player that we have previously. He only played 54 games with this team, wearing the number 60. Although he is most known as a time for his antics with the manager, um, he was a seven-time All Star. He was a Rookie of the Year, and he was an MVP. I, of course, am referring to the Philly legend who should, emphasis, should, as a Phillies fan bias, be in the Hall of Fame, and that is Dick Allen. He is known for number 15, but at the very end, he wore number 60 in Oakland. Dick Allen is the man who I feel like is the shoe-in candidate for Hall of Fame at this current moment in time, now that Buck O'Neill has been admitted. Um, If you look at his stats, and granted, he did start as number 32 and then went to 15, but number 60, like, oh, okay, there's really not a whole lot of other options, I feel. Um, like, convince me otherwise as to how Dick Allen should not be in the Hall of Fame based on his stats. Then. And Walloper, baby. Yeah, he, yeah, the Wampum Walloper. And if he called him Richard, he would literally kill you with his stare. Um, so just be careful and just enjoy yourself. There you go. Dick Allen. Dick yeah. Allen in the Hall of Fame. Love it. Love it. Jason, what you got? Fair enough choice there, Dave, because uh, I think regardless of anybody else, uh, Dick Allen as a, I guess as a spring training number, maybe even, or a first time number certainly outshines anybody near. And the only other person that is even close would be uh, Dallas Keuchel, who uh, it would really kind of be re- remembered as uh, having the fa- fastest decline um, in pitching history from a Cy Young Award season to uh, basically playing in Sunday League. I think he signed a minor league deal with somebody recently, not too long ago. But yeah, I'll take I'll take Dick Allen in that that first number, fresh off the rack. Yeah. yeah, 
So I was going to mention Dallas as my pick, and I'll, I'll go ahead and, and mention him. I agree with Dick Allen being a Hall of Famer. Uh, Dallas had a Cy Young, two-time All-Star, five-time Gold Glove. Um, I'm not going to say that he was a World Series champion in 2017 um, because maybe, maybe not. Um, he did in 2015, though, go 20-8 and eight with a 2.48 ERA. He did have two shutouts in three complete games, pitched 232 innings, which is impressive. Um, in 2017, though, uh, he was 14 and, and five. I wonder how many of those games were won at home. Uh, you know, but he did have four seasons where he um, had more than double digit wins. And as Jason says, he had the quickest decline of any pitcher uh you know he played for three teams last season and had a combined total of two wins and seven losses last season with an era of 9.0 um the year prior he played for the the last three seasons let's just say this he's had 17 wins um now he's 35 years old can he still get it done sure but i mean guys we're we're in the numbers that that people are given when they just break camp. Right. right. And we're going to come up with, you know, Hank Aaron Ward number 74 for a half of a game one day and then switch to 40. You know, at some point we're going to get to that avenue. But um, I got to go Dallas here. So, <laughs> I mean, he, he did have a couple of good calls. Sure. Yeah. We're stroking his ego here right now. So yeah. maybe he'll, maybe he'll come back down the road and, and re rejuvenate re rejuvenate revitalize oh it's sad to see sad to talk about i mean you know it's, it's really not fun to see somebody stumbles over these past couple of years but uh hopefully he'll be able to make it back on the mound yeah i agree you know i would love it you know what I would pay to watch, Jason? If you could arrange it, this would be fantastic. I would pay to watch Dallas pitch in a wiffle ball game against Adam Dunn. If you could yes. arrange that, that'd be great. Yes. And, mm, let's bring that. Let's make that happen. We could do let's that. Bring dude. Swamp Talkie into this. Yeah, he would just he would tear him up, man. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Adam Dunn at him too. Yep. There you go. Nice. Well, I appreciate Dave and I appreciate Jason for being on these guys. We, these are fun and we're coming into the all-star break and it's just fun to do these shows. We appreciate everybody listens to it. Don't forget to go to the top rivalry.com. Also by now you have already heard the news this Wednesday morning that top Dan rivalry has a, has a discount going on um, through Thursday through tomorrow on some merchandise, and you can pre-order your Top Fan Rivalry baseball jersey. Top Fan Rivalry has a special design baseball what? jersey. So you can pre-order that. Oh. Get your order in. Let us know your size. Um, they're cheaper than it'll cost you less than if you go to the stadium and buy another jersey. And you're supporting, you know, the fan sports talk fan involved top fan rivalry. So make sure you check that's it out. Right. That's right. And we are. today, as you're listening to this, please remember tonight at 5 p.m. 
at 5 p.m. tonight. You have Bourbon and Baseball going live on Instagram, 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Make sure you're there. Jason, is there any special guests or anything exciting happening tonight that you're aware of or just show up and, and listen down in? Um, tonight we are having a junior uh, who is a beer, bobbleheads, uh, baseball, bobbleheads, and brew. Uh, Bruce. He's an Oakland A's fan, as a matter of fact, and uh, we're going to learn a little bit about him and his collection and, you know, what he has going on tonight, and uh, it's going to be an exciting show. We have lots of cool stuff next as well and a couple great segments, so please check it out. Tune in. Awesome. Awesome. Great. Jason, I, I love your show. Um, for everybody that's listening to this, I Fully support Jason's show. If you've got one thing to do on Wednesday night, you got to listen to Jason's show. It's fantastic. He does water cooler debates. He does this wonderful thing called Legion of Dunn. I've been a guest on it. I've been honored to be a guest on it. And I am looking forward. So is Dave. And I'm looking forward to seeing what Dave can do in the future. But Top Fan Rivalry followers, if you're in Southern California, don't forget there's a watch party this Friday night um, at Bruheim in Anaheim. Dodgers versus Angels. It doesn't get any better than that. So, all right, for myself uh, from Top Fan Rivalry, Bill, Jason, Dave, I sure appreciate you doing this. Can we do this again next week? Absolutely. You bet. Maybe time my place on there. All right, fellas, have a good night. Yeah. As well. Thank you. We'll see you.